0: Welcome to the Red Mountain Community Church podcast, where you can hear conversations with the people of Red Mountain Community Church as we try to figure out pursuing Jesus together. Each episode highlights what God is doing in someone's life or a specific theme in light of what God has revealed in the Bible. I'm Peter Franson from Spirit Blade Productions and your fellow seat warmer at Red Mountain Community Church. My co-host today is, what was your name one more time?
1: It's been five years
0: and you still can't remember her name. It's Kenny. <laughs> yes, I have. There's a there's a shameful history here. Um, I was uh, a volunteer leader in the college ministry during the time that Kenny was in. Were you actually? I don't know if were you is. It's also the young adults. Whatever. I mean, it's a it's a it's not just people attending college, right? But, I mean, yeah. were you
1: going to college at the time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was probably within my first or second year of college. And you were also my substitute teacher at some point, too. Oh, so. crap,
0: really? Yeah. Like, in, in <laughs> what
1: high school did you go to? Red Mountain. Red Mountain, okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah, I can, almost, I can almost imagine that now. Yeah, yeah. Were you... <laughs> I almost picture you in a jersey were you um in sports at all basketball and volleyball. okay i think wow okay i think i'm getting some foggy memories of one kenny mm-hmm. walmsley in high
1: school i mean if you can remember me i guess it's that's fine <laughs> yeah
0: that's a that's a deep cut for me though i haven't subbed in a long long time
1: um but uh yeah
0: but i was terrible i just i'm terrible with names in general um, and even people that like if i don't the thing is if I don't use it I lose it and so if I don't say the person's name on a regular basis then it just goes away I mean people that i was in a studio class with in college for like and I was with them for four years I would go away for the summer interact with people at my summer job or whatever and come back and they'd say hey pater and I'd be like Ah, dude, good Hello, to see you. And, uh, so, uh, and I, it took me a long time to really cement in my mind, Kenny's name. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm here with Kenny Walmsley, uh, our pastor of junior high ministry, uh, fresh off the printing press, as it were. Um, so I, I always ask this of uh, pastors when it's their first time co-hosting. And so just to kind of get a snapshot of, you know, what it what it feels like to be you in your job. So what's one part of your job that you really enjoy that you kind of feel energized when you get to do that thing whatever that mm-hmm. what it is and uh and what's something that you find challenging
1: yeah about, um, about junior high ministry yikes yeah uh, junior junior high ministry is it's uh, it's its own thing it, it feels is, like oh, in man. some ways um because of how rowdy the kids can be and stuff like that but also realizing how deep they can go and how they actually desire a personal relationship with Jesus. Hmm. And so I'd say the, the coolest thing and the funnest thing about, um, the mo- really most exciting thing is being able to ga- engage with those students. Um, and how they react, even if you ironically just know their name. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and just making them laugh and sharing their energy with them. And like, they're pretty high energy. And if you don't match that, you're a boring human. Like that's how it goes. <laughs> and so just being able to engage at that high of a level as I've gotten to know them, because even with students, it can take me a second to reach the level because I'm still trying to gauge it. Yeah. And so I think the coolest thing is just being able to have fun with them. Um, and through that, and I think, uh, the Lord is good. And this is where he can use fun to bring out a, a personal relationship with Jesus. And really, um, the spirit engages in that moment to where you can actually talk to them about this more serious things as well. Yeah. Um, and then I would say the most challenging thing, um, it's hard to like, it's not a lot of them, but it's hard to pinpoint like just specifically one. I think the biggest thing for me since being a pastor is new to me. Okay. Not necessarily being a leader at church, but like one of the hardest things that I find for me is I need a routine. Mm. And that's just something that is good for me. And so it's a whole nother rhythm mm. being a pastor from like even being a missions coordinator right before this. Okay. And so trying to find that rhythm and that balance of being in the office, trying to be relational. Yeah. Wednesday nights. I'm married. Yeah. I also have a dog. Like there's responsibilities and uh, still wanting to have friendships that I have and, and engage with those and still doing some of the things that I like to do to rest. Yeah. Trying to find that balance and that rhythm and that routine has probably been the most stressful and challenging thing. Oh, man. Since, let's say, it was, I don't know, like a month and a half ago. Like that, w- When did you get married? Uh, October 16th of last year.
0: Okay. So like you're in. Like I'm five a, months in. It's a lot of change five going on. Five months in on. as of yesterday. A lot of change so, in, like, a short period of time. Yeah. Like, major, like, some significant life changes, status quo changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow.
1: And so that and that really kind of uh, partakes in that rhythm thing. It's, like, yeah, not having a full set, like, rhythm and trying to figure things out in marriage, kind of, really, that's what floods into when you go to work mm. and that kind of thing. And so then, like, there's things at home you're stressed out about. Yeah. and then you add work on top of that and try not to take work home sometimes. Yeah. Whereas like I'm always on call in one instance, but yeah. like uh trying to create those boundaries where I can be at home with my wife and have that time uh, with her and even my dog and have some time with my dog and doing the things that I want to do to rest. It's hard to not sometimes even be selfish in those moments where I just want time for me. Yeah. And so trying to find that rhythm is key um and it's slowly yeah. It's slowly locking in, but that's probably the most challenging thing.
0: That is so hard, that bounce. I remember when I was uh, on staff as the worship pastor for a couple years, eons ago, and just having that uh, figuring out that balance of you know I I want to be available I want to be you know and I and to a degree I need to be kind of on call all the time but at the same time I don't do you know if you're like would you consider yourself like an introvert or an extrovert do you get charged by being around people or do you charge up by kind of being
1: alone Oh I'm totally an extrovert Okay I like there's a part of me that has like this like I long to be around people Yeah I love to be around people Yeah but obviously. Sabbath is a, is a thing for a reason, and we kind of yeah. need that recharge. And even the Lord knew that. Yeah. Um. So there's moments where, I'm like, if I don't see people right now, I'll be 100% fine. Okay. Like there, that sometimes does come up of yeah. like I do need that recharge. Okay. And that alone time to just rest, just physically. Yeah. Um. But then there's that idea of like I need to have that time to rest with Jesus as well. And yeah. Engage with Him, and so uh sometimes it just doesn't happen in this new rhythm, and it's like. I got to make sure I get on that so I can engage better yeah. with every aspect of life. Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, I'm definitely an extrovert for sure. Oh man.
0: Yeah. That, well that, that'll serve you well in that role. I was, I, I, I am an introvert and so like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I, I love investing in people as a value, but it like is constantly, there's a meter that's depleting when I'm, you know, especially if I'm <laughs> yeah. not like in a group of people, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, Oh, that, that, uh, that balance was really, yeah, really sure. <laughs> hard to strike. Um, Okay, so let's see here. The irresistible question, its be, it's been called in recent episodes, uh, that I'm going to ask you now, and then I'll try to answer myself. What's something that you hated as a kid but grew to love as an adult?
1: You know, this is a really hard question for me because like, part of my like personality is not focusing on the things I hated when I was a kid, mm. and so trying to figure that out... Um, but it's in the sound. Really, I hated cooking when I was a kid. So like, oh. m- like in our family, like sometimes like it's like, oh, what's for dinner? I don't know. Make something. <laughs> and it's like I hated doing that. So I always like devolved to like a lunchable if I wanted to, not like because there wasn't anything to eat. It was yeah. just like I just really didn't want to cook. Yeah. But now as an adult, I love cooking. Oh, cool. Like I love cooking. Just a, a home cooked meal has always been one of my favorites as long as somebody else did it. Oh, yeah. But now I love to do it. Oh, cool. Um, and so that's the first thing that popped in my head. If I gave it like maybe a week's more of thought, I'd probably find something else. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that right off the top of my brain right now is what I can think of. of like, nice. Cooking just wasn't my thing. Yeah. So, because it's easier to think about all the things I hate as a kid and still hate as a, as an adult. Yeah, yeah, Like the laundry. Oh yeah, sure. But like <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out something I actually like flipped That's flipped on. Yeah, this um, was a hard one for me too. So that would probably be the biggest thing. Okay. So
0: first thing I came up with. I mean, this is like a really, uh, really it puts me in a very small subcategory. Not that a lot of people are going to be able to relate to this, but action games, action video games mm. versus like, cause I, <clears throat> I grew up like in, in, the, in elementary, junior high, high school. That was like the NES and super NES era for me. And so lots of side scrolling platforming games, you know, lots of stuff, action games that were very difficult. So I would yeah. jump, fall, die, jump, fall, die. That was my pattern in super Mario brothers. <laughs> and I hate that yeah. Italian plumber. I, I hate everything that he stands <laughs> for, <laughs> but it, um, partly because, well, not really because I've changed, because action games have changed. They have like easier difficulty settings now. And uh, there's there's the whole souls-like genre. This is for you gamers out there. There's the whole souls genre like Dark Souls and now Elden Ring is really huge and I am not I'm still not into those, but I'm discovering other games like, Bioshock back in the day was the first action game that I was like, oh, this has difficulty settings. I can really enjoy this first-person shooter I thought I'd never be able to enjoy. And Monster Hunter World, crazy, you know, stuff going on in that that you can mitigate if you just plan. If you plan and focus, you're planning. <laughs> you can build a strategy. And then in the moment, even if your skills still suck, your strategy will will work for you. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm discovering action games in my uh, adult life, but... Anyway, um, yeah, sorry, if that was weird and boring for you guys, then I'll tell you what, you can message us on Instagram or Facebook with suggestions for your fun ideas of things we could talk about or do before the interview. Uh, But until we get better suggestions from you, then you're stuck with this nonsense. All right? (laughs) All right. Okay, for now, we're going to move things along. Uh, Earlier today, Kenny and I spent some time talking with Jared Hudson, about uh his life as a a new police officer and uh struggling through the blessings and challenges of a long distance relationship it was really cool conversation here it is for you now let me first find my there's my questions jared thank you for (laughs) doing this absolutely um so I, I want to start with just kind of getting a snapshot, to which I know a little bit, but I mean, just to introduce everybody to yeah. you, like a snapshot of what your life looks like right now in terms of like your age, since nobody can see you, and your <laughs> stage
2: of life. Or are, are
0: you schooling? Are you working? Are you
2: married? That kind of stuff. Right. Gotcha. So um, I'm 23 years old. Um, I just recently graduated college, so I'm figuring out what life is like in the... I guess the quote unquote real world, you know, um, we think we're adults somewhere in college, but I think it's, it's very different after that. And you're like, Oh, I got to get a job. I got to do all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm just beginning in my career as a police officer. So that's been interesting and fun. And Exciting in when, many different ways. When did you start? Um so I started well I got hired last year in January. Okay. And so I've officially been on my own since December of last year. Okay. So it's been a ride, but wow. <laughs> but it's a good time. I'm also engaged um to be married in May of May twenty third of this year. Congratulations. So a lot of a lot of good things going on, but when definitely a you, lot of change. <laughs> so you're getting
0: married in May. When did you become engaged?
2: Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, so it was right when the pandemic, like, I guess you would say, kicked off. So it was, like, oh. in March of 2020, oh, I think. Man. Yeah, it's, it was, it's a long time ago. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I would not recommend it for anyone, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Try but not to get engaged in Hashtag don't get COVID. engaged yeah. in spring of yeah. COVID. <laughs> 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 yeah, so it's... uh, But, I mean, all in all, God has really, like, taught me a lot in that, and then it's just been a good ride but if you are going to be engaged for two years long distance is probably the way to go so okay so So. where so where is she
0: what's her name and where's she at
2: um her name is madeline she goes by maddie but um she right now is in northern california which is where we met okay um in chico okay yeah college
0: (laughs) and you've been doing the long distance thing for how long
2: yeah, so now it's actually been over half of our relationship, so I think it's been about a year and a half or so. It's Ooh. been a while. Wow. <laughs> Hopefully
1: you're right when she listens to this.
2: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> right, got, seriously.
0: <laughs> you got me beat. My, uh, my wife and I dated long distance for a year mm-hmm. um, before we got married, and, but that was like our entire courtship really until oh, okay. like was, was all because we met in kind of unusual circumstances you know, right and then we're but we weren't living anywhere near each mm-hmm. other and so for a year we were just talking <laughs> getting to know each other and stuff and I don't know when we started quote-unquote dating but right I I have some experience with that and I know how hard that is now once we were engaged we were local so I mean that's you've got a different dynamic going on there yeah um so man that's got to be hard w- when did you um well, I want to get to how you ended up in Mesa and at RMCC, but first tell me, when did you first come to faith in Jesus and kind of how did that come about?
2: Yeah, um, so I would say that I first became a Christian right after high school or so. Uh, I had a lot of stuff going on at that time, so had a like, long-term relationship, which to me was like everything at the time. That mm-hmm. was like, I guess what you would say is my God that I put before God, mm-hmm. um, my Grandpa passed away from colon cancer, like, very rapidly. It happened really quickly. Mm. Um, And then my dad passed away. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so that all happened in the span of, like, three months. Oh, yeah, the girlfriend, the long-term girlfriend, she uh, cheated on me (laughs) and broke up with me. So this all happened in the span of three months. That was a lot for me at the time. I was 17 years old, and I was like, man, this is is horrible. Life kind of is bad. <laughs> um, but my mom, she was um a Christian at the time and she told me, like, hey, just read your Bible and I was like, you know, whatever that means, just read your Bible. But mm. I did. And uh I mean it only took me to Genesis to really see like, oh, okay, the stuff I've been listening to in church is real and mm. like God is personal to me. Wow. And so Yeah. Uh, I remember one night in my room I just asked God. I didn't even know if I fully believed in him at that point, but I was like, Hey God, if you're real I'm going all in for you, so... And, I mean, it's been a slow progression since then, but, yeah, would never go back. Only uh, regret is not doing it sooner. <laughs> um, wow, do
0: you happen to remember um, what it was about Genesis that stood out? I, I often hear that people, when they kind of... uh, uh Come to faith in a significant way because of scripture, mm-hmm. it'll be because of the life of Jesus and examining Jesus in some right. way. But so to hear Genesis, no, yeah, so to you.
2: being like a person that's never read the Bible, I was just like, hey, I'm just gonna start in the beginning, like any other book, right? Yeah. So I don't know what it was. I think maybe just understanding the power of God and like mm. really looking at the creation story for myself, mm. maybe that was what it was because obviously you hear it in church, right? I mean. I I wouldn't say that we were regular church goers. Mm -hmm. Um, We kind of just went on like the holidays and stuff like that. But I don't know, maybe just like examining the scripture for myself and like having that Holy Spirit do his work, like in that moment when you're alone with him. Yeah, I think that's really what, you know, did it for me.
0: Wow. Okay, so then how did you specifically end up like at RMCC and in Mesa?
2: Yeah, um, so after graduating college I was looking for a job like I said, in the real world uh, we have to get jobs, so Um I applied to a bunch of different police agencies cuz that was the path that I was going to be going down so um I ended up getting a job offer for San Diego and for Mesa and after um doing a lot of prayer and examining the churches around the area cuz that's that was you know obviously a really big important part to me Really? Um I thought RMCC had a lot to offer and so I was I was watching the sermons online cuz it was COVID so everybody mm-hmm. had online sermons and I was like okay yeah this is this is a great location so Talked it over with the fiancé, and we were like, all right, we're going to go there. <laughs> wow. That yeah. is
0: that is really striking yeah. to me. I mean, Kenny, I, maybe you were about to react to the same thing. Go go ahead. Yeah,
1: because, I mean, most people really move and then find a church. Yeah. You found a church and then moved. Yeah. And so the question I have for you is, like, what led to that way of thinking for you?
2: Um. Really, I don't know when it, like, clicked, I would say. But, I mean, when I went to university after, like, community college, I realized Everything else is kind of small stuff. God is like the main important thing. And if you're not in a spiritual community where you're growing and where you're able to thrive, then that's going to be detrimental to not only, you know, what your temporary things are here, but like, you know, your, your eternal life, you know? So I really wanted a community that was going to help me grow um, and to just be a better part of them as well. So, wow. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Wow. So what did you see? I'm just curious what that entry point to RMCC was like looking at it long distance so you was it primarily kind of like the Sunday morning teaching or that,
2: that stood out or what yeah um, RMCC definitely. I love the fact that RMCC teaches directly from scripture. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very scripture based. There's a lot mm-hmm. of churches that do like topical kind yeah. of teachings, yeah. um, which I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with that, but I just, I, for my preference, I, I like that it's directly from the text and it's like, okay, this and that. And then I feel like RMCC goes deeper and it can give um, knowledge to not only new believers, but also to people that have been in the faith for a little while. Yeah. Um, so I really like that aspect and that's where it gives me like the you know there's not no ceiling to where like every Sunday can give me a new teaching that I can learn from so yeah
0: yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I, f- I feel the same way about Red right yeah. Mountain. Something I've always I've been going here since I mean the restaurant days, and uh, was kind of like <laughs> going here by default because my my parents you know chose to bring us to mm-hmm. to Red Mountain. But I mean, there came a point, kind of a a, a window where uh, I was married at that point, and and Holly and I realized, oh, we are currently at this particular moment <laughs> not attached to any ministries. We were in a transition period, kind of in our lives, and so we checked around to see like this would be the time to look, and we did. Right. And, and we just came back to Red Mountain, not just because it was we what we knew, but because mm-hmm. of the things that you were, were talking about. It's like, man, the way that they value the Word, mm-hmm. and then how that impacts all the decision-making across the board in terms of how different oh, yeah. ministries are done, how the, their approach to worship mm-hmm. uh, m- music and stuff like that, and, and all the organizational things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it all comes from the Word, and it's really neat to see how that plays out absolutely benefits and blesses a church body you know absolutely and then
2: in the time of when i was searching for the church i mean we had all the like political things going on too oh Mm -hmm. sure and i think that rmcc navigated it very very well while Mm -hmm. keeping god still the main focus Mm because i think a lot of churches could have been like oh we're gonna focus in on this because this is a really important time right now we're gonna focus in on this rmcc addressed it which was good but they didn't make that the main focus it was always god and i thought Mm. that that was really unique and good
1: Hmm. and you also said something about needing a spiritual community since being at red mountain Mm -hmm. do do you feel that you have found that and that you're growing it with that absolutely
2: and i think like in all things it takes time um like initially I would say no, like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like I'm just trying to like get to know people and stuff like that. And, uh, initially I was like, no, like, I don't know. Like maybe this, maybe this is good. Maybe it isn't. Um, but definitely like the longer you stay in the community, obviously you get to know people, you become a part of that community. I think early on, I went to the men's retreat and I got to know you a little bit better. I I got to know other people a little bit better. And so it was really like plugging myself in and like, Staying committed to that, like, no, I know this church is good. <laughs> so stay in it, keep going. And uh yeah, here we are. Oh, that's cool. Sweet. Um
0: so what made you decide to become gosh, uh <laughs> like what a, a police officer? I mean, I think I think of yeah. like I, I mean, I had a I had a military recruiter, I remember when I was in college, call mm-hmm. up and uh you know, try and recruit me to the military, you know, <laughs> and he was talking about all these benefits and stuff, and I was like I, I don't want to get shot. <laughs> and, and I think he kind of realized at that moment, boy, this guy is being like amazingly honest in his cowardice. I don't know how to counter that, you know? And he's like, yeah. Okay, well then you definitely, uh, yeah, this isn't the... the, the right, <laughs> the life right. Fair
2: yeah. enough. <laughs>
0: so like what made you decide to become a police officer with all the the, the risks and mm-hmm. uh, the hard things that must be involved in that? Maybe we'll hear about some of those specifics in a, in a minute.
2: yeah. Um, um, I think initially it was like, cause early on I was kind of adopted by my baseball coach and he was a fireman and then his wife was an EMT. So I don't know, maybe just creating the circle of first responders maybe. Mm. I don't, but, um, I don't know. I always wanted a job that was something new every day and believe me, I get that. Oh yeah, wow. <laughs> it's something different. I've never know what to expect. There's not like a routine I can really get into. Um, so that was one of the like biggest appeals for policing um, during college, I was like, mm, maybe I should do ministry or maybe even go into the military. I was going to actually commission into the, uh, the army as an officer, but okay. went through that process and God redirected me. So here I am again as a police officer and it's amazing. It's awesome. <laughs> it's wow. everything I expected and more. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So let's get into that a little bit. I was thinking um, because I, I've, I've never I've always kind of wanted to sit down and have ask a few questions to some of the police officers that you know I've interacted with on yeah. campus and stuff here um, but never had the chance so now here's my chance <laughs> to at least ask one question that yeah. uh, as a police officer I mean I'm thinking you must just like regularly see the worst sides of our brokenness as people. Yeah. You see people making excuses, you see you you catch them in the act mm. of various willful traffic <laughs> violations or far worse stuff I would imagine, yeah. you know. And I mean like I would I would think that I would become so jaded, you know, <laughs> and uh, um, but at the same time maybe Well, I want to hear your perspective, you know, what's it like being a believer who's also a police officer and how does your faith and what you believe Mm -hmm. affect your perspective on the job or maybe even vice versa, you know, how does your, how does your experience on the job affect your, your faith and what you're seeing in scripture?
2: Yeah. So I think that's something that I'm still like trying to figure out is how my faith plays into my my work each and yeah. every day. I mean, I've had opportunities where I can speak into people's lives. I mean, whether they're riding in the back of my car, we're on our way to jail, and we're like, hey, so this isn't very fun, is it? Like, maybe you should think about getting your life back on track. And mm. But at the same time, I, I find myself, like, gaining a lot from the people I interact with, and I see mm. how selfishness and how these, like, main themes of sin um, can really impact life in a very dramatic way, right? Whether that's, um, adultery within marriages or just anger and selfishness and all the, like, it's something that really impacts me personally when I, when I see that, cause I can see myself in some of these people, maybe, maybe not to like the uh, same degree, you know, but, mm-hmm. but I see like, Oh, this is what selfishness does. And I've been selfish this week. And so mm. maybe I need to, you know, think about that. um, but yeah, definitely being a police officer, I see a lot of different things <laughs> yeah. um, that this world has to offer. But all in all, like I, I love having the experience of it, and um, I think it's grown me as a better person. So, mm-hmm.
1: how do, um, just with the nature of your job and yeah. the, you're gonna see some of the worst moments that a human is going to see. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you sit with Jesus in those harder days? When you come home, like, that was, that was rough.
2: Yeah. Um, it's definitely easy to get jaded. Like you were saying, Peter, like, um, cause you can just be like, wow, people are awful, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, a lot of it is giving it to God. Um, like, okay, God, like, I know that you're in control. I mean, we see some of the awful things, like, especially what we're doing in our reading right now through the read through the Bible, Yeah, we see how people can do horrible things yeah. and we're sitting there we're like god where are you <laughs> you yeah. know like what's going on um but we know that he's there and we like it's one of those things that i have to really it, it tries my faith to be honest sure uh, to yeah, see sure. some of the things and i'm like god it doesn't look like there's any hope for for mm. these people yeah so it's difficult and, and you can only do so much and honestly um i don't work with like Every single situation, I'm like, oh, I'm taking this super deep, you know, because yeah. I feel like that would really hurt. Like, it, it, yeah. that would be really emotionally yeah. Yeah. draining. Yeah. So sometimes I have to be really like kind of callous, and it's mm. it's not an easy thing, and it does feel weird, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. we're looking at these people as image bearers, and yet we have to yeah. like be very direct. And um, yeah, I'm still navigating it. I would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's and, a hard thing to navigate. Yeah.
0: And especially since you're kind of like one piece of the puzzle i mean like you don't if there's any kind of reform or change in their mm. life later on you're not seeing that
2: right you yeah know?
0: you're just seeing them like <laughs> at freaking rock bottom when yeah. they're making in the middle yeah. of making their worst choices absolutely you know? absolutely so that has got to be that has got to be
2: hard yeah and then and then amongst that like trying to share jesus with my coworkers and everything mm. um that's a whole another realm. That's been another thing to navigate amongst, you know, interacting with people in in their worst moments. Yeah. So. Wow.
1: I think on the the flip side of that, because we're talking about you know the hard moments. Another question was like, how have you seen this job bless you and minister to oh, you? Oh, my goodness. Mm.
2: <laughs> this job has been so amazing. I mean, like, I've never had a job where I'm, like, just excited and eager to, like, go back. And then, and on my weekends, I really find myself, like, missing it. Mm, it's man. it's very odd to me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not something that I feel like is normal because any other job I've had before, I'm like, oh, I got to go back to work. Uh, I got to go back to work. But... Mm. This job has been so blessing in that, that I can just go and I enjoy it, and I love doing what I do, and I, I can't imagine a job that's better, to be honest. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's cool, man. So, that's, that's real cool.
0: Great. Um, so, we've got, you know, you've got all these work challenges going on, and these ups and downs, <laughs> yeah. elation and frustration, and all those different things, and in the middle of all that, you're living really far away from your fiance. I mean, it's like not as crazy far as it could be, but right. plenty far. You got to get on a plane or take a long drive. Oh yeah. You know, um, <laughs> excuse me. <coughs> how often do you guys, uh, see each other like in person? I imagine you're doing like FaceTime and stuff like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So but how
0: how often in person
2: we talk usually daily right now, she's actually on like a like a retreat with her friends and stuff. So she doesn't have any cell service. So we haven't talked for like a week, but, okay. <laughs> but typically we'll talk at least once on the phone a day. And then honestly, in the whole time that we've been long distance, I think I could count like the times we've seen each other in person, like on my two hands. So it's, it's been less than 10 times wow. in the past, like year and a half where we've actually like seen each other. And even those have been only for like a day and a half or so. Oh man. So, cause yeah, life's busy. She's going to school. I'm working. So Yep. It's kind of difficult to find those times, but... <laughs>
0: yeah, I remember that being something similar uh, when I was dating my wife, and uh, and like it was... We somehow made it work to about every six weeks, you know, that over yeah. <laughs> the course of that year we were able to, you know, one of us go to the other place. Yeah. I don't know how we made that happen, yeah. but uh, man, those were precious weekends, oh, yeah. and a lot of... Oh, a lot of just agony in the, in the separation. Oh, yeah. Um, and so how does your faith affect your perspective on those challenges? Or, or oh, yeah. you know, conversely, how do those challenges maybe uh, challenge your, mm-hmm. your faith? Just kind of talk about the relationship of those two
2: things. Yeah, um, I think it's definitely both, um, as in all challenges. Like, there's something that you get from it, but there's also something that, like, is really challenging and you're, you're learning, you know? So, um. I think, man, I can just look back so many times and I'm like, man, we could have gotten in this argument, um, but God has given us both the ability to have grace towards one another. Mm-hmm. Um, the patience, man, <laughs> I thought I needed help and patience when I was in college and I was right. And so God gave me this opportunity to be very, very patient <laughs> wow. and uh, waiting. So yeah, I mean, I've been blessed in that. Like we have seriously still grown just the same rate that we would have if we were together. Mm-hmm. Um, like over the phone, even even though it's it's rough, like we have still grown as a couple, and oh, I'm sure you God have. has like blessed that in so so many ways, and you just find yourself like, man, I don't deserve this, you know. Mm. <laughs> like God is so good. So. Yeah,
0: there is a there is a I, I I imagine this might be part of what you're talking about, but when I think back to the year that Holly and I were dating mm-hmm. long distance, you know that we were all we could do was talk. You know, and so you really get an opportunity there to learn communication and and really just get into the deeper things of life Mm -hmm. in a way that other relationships you're going to, you know, in in local relationships, you're going to tend to go on dates and do, go go do activities Mm -hmm. that you shared experiences, which are great, Mm -hmm. but they're very different. And (laughs) I think they don't... um, create building moments in the same way that really talking through life and learning to communicate and stuff. So, I mean, I I think that when all is said and done, you'll probably look back and and treasure some aspects of of that time apart.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, like I said, we've grown so much as a couple Um, and just learning like how people, like how each other react. And it's like, you can hear it in each other's voices if someone's upset and Mm. I mean, I think we found our own way of dealing with it now that we're apart because I can't like be there to comfort her or anything like that. Yeah. She's like having a really, really rough day, and sometimes yeah, you know. it's like, okay, well, I just actually need to like leave her alone' because she's not like in the mood to talk to me you know yeah. and it's like yeah. uh if we're in person, it'd be different, but it's it's not that way, so mm. we'll have to be relearning how to do that yeah. when when
1: she comes that's a whole different <laughs> follow yeah so that's one thing I was just thinking about of like. That was key to my engagement, mm-hmm. uh, uh, is that I was actually able to just be uh, with my fiancé mm-hmm. in those moments of, like, we don't have to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't <laughs> have to do anything. We can just sit, and that is mm-hmm. just fine. Yeah, And that was caring for each other. And so I would say maybe how God blessed you guys in just, like, maybe just one specific way in which you guys have cared for each other, even in this distance where you can't be right in front of each other and give each other a hug and that kind of thing yeah
2: well like i said like both of us in each direction have given each other so much grace and when we're upset um we know when one person just needs to vent and we'll just sit there and let the other person vent on the phone and sometimes when i'm venting i'm like man i've been talking for a while i'm (laughs) done (laughs) i'm like thank you for listening and she's like yeah you're good um and then the same thing for her she'll just vent and vent and vent and i'm like this is good though like so God has just shown us, like, it's really just God giving grace through the other person. Like, mm. I I can't count the amount of times where we could have gotten into an argument because I'm just going on and on about how awful work is and yeah. how all these people are just crazy and, like, you know, and she has her own things that she wants to tell me too, but I'm just going on and on about whatever it is. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Grace has been, like, the number one thing that has helped us through this and Mm. just being patient with one another. Mm. That's cool.
0: Um, So, (laughs) I sent you these questions in some form in advance and you got a little surprise announcement with this last one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I said, uh, I'm told that you'll be starting as, as a leader in the junior high ministry in Maine, evidently
2: I was told before you were.
1: Yeah, They uh, didn't even give me the chance to actually tell him. <laughs> That's one
0: way of announcing it. Um, but I'm already assuming that uh, that you're going to need a lot of prayer for what I can only think of as a feverish nightmare experience. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I feel offended.
0: <laughs> hey, no, if you got the temperament, if you get got the temperament, then like, right. man, God bless you and strengthen you, and we need you. Yeah. Uh, that sounds horrible to me, (laughs) Uh, so how so in addition to to praying for you in that uh, ministry endeavor how else can people listening be praying for you as they think of you this week after listening to the podcast yeah praying for you in, in both your work and your life situation
2: yeah um whenever people ask me if i need prayer for something i mean it's i always pray that i just get home safe every night. That's, mm-hmm. that's the biggest deal to me is like, Hey, I know my job is fun and cool and everything like that. But at the end of the day, I want to come home just like anybody else. Um, and the other thing is like, I'm entering into like this big deal of a marriage thing, you know, that's like <laughs> really big deal there. So, um, I'm definitely going to need prayer and, you know, navigating that alongside with navigating my new career. And, um, while it is kind of like a little bit of, I would say intimidating, like going into it. It's like, wow, there's a lot of big stuff going on. Um, I'm excited for it. And just like every other challenge, if I walk with God through it, I know that he's going to get me through on the other side, and make me a better person.
1: Great. <laughs> right.
0: Kenny, is there anything uh, we didn't cover that you want to cover, or are
1: we good? no i think i asked all the questions <laughs> that i had awesome.
0: so. well jared thank you for i really it's i man i'm such in a weird privileged position to be <laughs> hosting this podcast and i get to meet so many people whose names i unfortunately always forget when i like see you walking around so i apologize for that but jared this was really cool to sit down and meet you and i just really appreciate you just sharing a little bit of your life with us yeah this so. is
2: cool i enjoyed this mm-hmm.
0: All right, Kenny. Well, what stood out to you from our chat with Jared? There was, a... I mean, I really, I like, I, like I said, you know, I, I get to interact with so many different people, and they're mm-hmm. all unique. And I just loved the just the casual vibe of chatting with Jared. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, t- tell me something that there were one or two
1: things that jumped out. Whatever you want to share. Uh, well, as somebody's going to be leading ministry with him, I think it's cool to get to know him, but. You said the word casual, and I think how he presented how the Spirit grabbed hold of him felt mm. so, like, casual. Yeah, It was just like, read your Bible. Cool. Genesis. I'm in. Like, yeah, that, that like, is appalling to me of just, like, I found Jesus through the story of Jesus, which we all know the Bible is the whole story of Jesus. But, yeah. like, for him to read Jesus and hear the creation account and how God just did that. Yeah. And him be like... I'm good to go. That's all I need. Yeah. And so it's like, you look at that and you're like, man, there's a reason why that's, that's the first book of the Bible. I guess it should be grabbing people's attention like that. Yeah. And he just used it. So like the, the Lord just used it so eloquently and just casually to just grab a hold of Jared's life. And you see it's evident in just his casual, but also his, um, passion to follow Jesus. And I've gotten to see that, um, off mic and stuff like that sure. and so just to hear a story a little bit deeper um and just how it came about and him not growing up in a christian and only going on holidays and like where there's so many gospel presentations yeah and then he reads genesis on his own and it's almost like he needed to come into it on his own in order for him to take it seriously yeah so yeah that's really cool well it was
0: it was striking to me on on two fronts because of like uh, the con- First, the content of Genesis, that is like one of the most contested, controversial books in the Bible. It's like yeah. such a, it's such an issue for so many people, you know, that it doesn't need to be, but for some reason it is. Mm-hmm. And, uh... And so the fact that that would be would like oh this is real. I'm like you read Genesis and said this yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. uh, this is all real, um, and then uh, and, and then the maybe maybe he was oversimplifying uh, you know how his mom came across, but the way he described his mom saying read your Bible, you know, and I'm like. I would be if I were like a, a high schooler, you know, going through a really dark period. I can only imagine that I would be like just ticked off if someone said, "Read your Bible." Like, no, and mom, like, you read your Bible. Yeah, <laughs> what you re- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so wow, it's just it's just a, an amazing example of how God just reaches people in whatever way He knows they will be reached. Mm-hmm um, most effectively. And so that was really cool. I uh, loved as we both kind of like jumped on it as something really interesting, how he searched for a church first
1: and then decided to move to that place. You know, it's like what in the world that feels more risky than just moving somewhere. Like I I have this idea is like, I'm never leaving Arizona kind of thing unless I'm going like into the mission field and the Lord calls me away from Arizona but it would never cross my mind if I was just moving and yeah. trying to find a job and be like, all right, I gotta make sure I find a church first. Yeah. And that, that spiritual community first yeah. that the Lord has for me. And then I'm gonna choose Mesa, Arizona over San Diego, California. Yeah. <laughs> it's like even that decision you feel like, well, my my human like nature would be to go to San Diego, California where the beach is where the nice weather is. Mm, sure. That kind of thing. Um, but he was just like, no, it's where this is where that church community that the God ha- that God has for me is where I'm gonna go. I'm just like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I like I would not have been in that mentality at his age. I mean, it already, we'd, I'd already we I'd already kind of landed at Red Mountain because of my family, but it's really only been in the last maybe 10 years as I've kind of reflected on being here and being at Red Mountain that I thought, you know, if there was some Work opportunity or something to that would require us to move somewhere else, the hardest part of the decision to do that would be leaving Red mountain, mm, you know because yeah. because the our our roots now are so deep here, and it's such a I mean, I know I'm biased, you know, but it's it I really do think it's a special church, you know, a special church community. and yeah, <clears throat> yeah so that's that is so cool. That is so cool. May we all have that kind of attitude when it yeah, comes to sure. figuring out where locally we're going to be in the world mm-hmm. Yeah. well anyway um, that's it guys for this episode of the Red Mountain Community Church podcast you can follow Red Mountain Community Church on Instagram and Facebook where you can also leave us comments and suggestions to help make the show better also be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you don't miss out on the next episode in the meantime I'm Peter Franson and I'm Kenny Walmsley. thanks for listening we'll see you on Sunday